0: welcome to birds of a feather this is your girl aj the suburban princess here with another stellar edition of birds of a feather this time around we're going to recap on some issues regarding the NBA nfl draft picks as well as other interesting things that are starting to fold with the sixers in the postseason now that they're on to game four at home and we're going to reprise our famous co-ed edition with my very fun knowledgeable partner hey what's up
1: AJ
0: thanks for joining me again because obviously we had a lot of good feedback from our last party our last show should I say and at this point now I think it's even better because now that we know that the draft is over what was your take of how the eagles did all in all because i thought they had a pretty decent draft
1: uh, you know i thought it was pretty solid it was a solid draft I and mean, I, I wouldn't give them an a but i mean strong B. I mean they, they addressed their needs and this is a good this time around it wasn't the needs weren't as big and it's no. you now so that was that helped a lot so i mean we kind of drafted for the future because some of these guys won't start, so which is is a good thing, good problem to have. So,
0: and I don't, I don't, I don't really think that that's an issue too to to get guys for the future. I mean, people always make make it seem like that's so bad. Like, we, why didn't we get somebody for now? Well, at this point, the birds have a ring, so you would think they want to stack guys so that they don't have to keep rotating on one year deals, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, talent is talent. You want talent. <laughs> you exactly. Want- you don't want to say, "Oh, I'm gonna pass him on this guy" because I need this now. But if this right. guy's free for it, you know, somebody's gonna maybe somebody's on the last year of their contract. They're gonna be gone. You need somebody to step into their shoes. It gives them a year to get ready.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, and that's yeah. How, and that's how I feel too because I agree that. Well, I, I look at it this way. I looked at it as an A simply because they they got guys even uh, that were free agents that made sense, and, and obviously the most. Recent one was they re- they signed the Redskins uh, linebacker for yeah, a year. I like that one. I, I I I heard the positive feedback about that. I didn't. I wasn't sure. I know I'd heard his name before, but I wasn't sure because I'm thinking on oh, Redskins. I'm like, are we getting like their rejects? But then the more I kind of look more into it, I, I realize I'm like, oh, this is actually a seller player. He's a Pro Bowler, so yeah. this could definitely help him. And obviously, with Jordan Hicks gone, even though. He wasn't much of a factor when he was on the last on the squad for the last couple of years. But I think he's definitely the Zach Brown might be obviously the size that they need to help with the middle of the field, because obviously that was an issue from time to time um, with the other opponents getting kind of deep yardage. Here's my thing, because, you know, I probably I said this before and you probably recording, but I always was mad that the Dallas guys got the uh, Van Esh linebacker guy because i thought he was a nice tall uh guy that could block a lot of passes and he did obviously when it came to carson uh behind the wheel um during those dallas games so i felt like we needed somebody that can be a good disruptor in the middle of the field and i was kind of mad dallas gotta vanish but you know hopefully that fulfills the
1: linebacker need i <laughs> think uh, i'll pick going he's uh, he's gonna help he's gonna help yeah. and and he's gonna give Bradham some help because uh he was kinda of doing it by himself <laughs> for yeah. a while.
0: Yeah, and that and that's the thing and need help. Because <laughs> Bradham can't be everywhere.
1: Yeah. And he I mean he's good, but he's not he's not the guy who's gonna control the whole field. So he needs that.
0: No, so. he, I mean Bradham has been obviously very respectable as 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 period on the on the team. And I was very glad he got extended. Um, because I felt like he that is even there towards the middle of the season when people start getting injured um, I think it's always a loss when he's not playing in a way even if it's he's not the main guy but he's part of that whole process in the middle of the field and um, now what did you think about the first pick I thought he was actually pretty solid myself just from you know how he carries himself and how he he said he looked up to uh, Jason Peters as well so I thought that was really smart for them to
1: address that first yeah I mean Dillard he's um, he's Mm -hmm. he's one of the best tackles in the draft this year yeah. So it was it was a good pickup. I mean, he he won't have to play right away. You know, he'll he'll be able to slowly work himself in. So Yeah.
0: And I like I like the fact that he and I granted, I know that most of these kids probably all did look into the teams that they're hoping to get on, but sometimes they don't always get on that team. But it became more and more evident uh by the last day of the draft that they were saying that the Eagles got one of the better uh picks when it came to tackle. So, I thought that was good. Wait, is that his position? Am I wrong? Is he a tackle?
1: Uh, yeah, he's a tackle.
0: Yeah, the a tackle. Okay. Because my whole thing was, I wasn't happy with Jason Peters doing the in-and-out dance all last season. I was getting sick of it. I was actually kind of shocked he he was still going to be here for another year. I do agree he's a Hall of Famer, but I've always had issues with the fact that he kept going down and then coming back in. Like, that's annoying to
1: me. <laughs> he's he's a tough. Just, guy. Uh, he plays hard so I mean he gets hurt and keeps playing and it's I mean, I'm surprised he's lasting long as he has and it's like the way he plays cause he yeah I mean, he's, a, he's a, they call him a bodyguard for a reason right so,
0: and that's the thing, and that and but here's what what confused me then because you noticed during the postseason he was just jumping around like nothing happened, so I was kind of confused as to the extent of what his injuries were in, in the earlier part of the season. But I kept forgetting he had an ACL too, right? Or what was his his, his injury? Was a knee or ACL or something? Yeah, last
1: year, year before coming into last yeah. year.
0: Because, so. Yeah they were saying that the reason why probably He was going in and out was because it takes a year Obviously and Carson knows it takes a whole Year for you to really feel 100% Like yourself which brings me to the Point of the fact that They did get a third string quarterback And from a guy from Northwestern I forgot His name but um you know, they wanted to make a big deal about it since, you know, the whole McNabb comment about they better start, you know, getting a quarterback for the future regarding Carson's health. But this isn't really a big deal. It makes sense, though, right? Because I don't think Nate Sudfeld is going to be used as much, hopefully, this year at all.
1: Mm, no, I mean, the guy, he's uh, a Clayton Thorson out of uh, Northwestern.
0: Yes, Thorson, yeah, yeah. Northwestern. I know yeah. he's
1: Northwestern, yeah. And he's, uh, I mean, he, he's going to be competing for the third-string spot. Oh, right. people getting all, all crazy about it. I yeah. mean they, they want a little competition. They have another quarterback there too, they signed. Uh yeah. Yo, so this is this little competition. And look at all yeah, safety not- this week.
0: <laughs> that's the that's the thing. I was wondering, isn't the quarterback guy that they had before from the AAF is is that who they grabbed him from? Lewis something. I have to I have to do my research on that, but I know he, he was a
1: was not a well-known guy at all, but what happened? Yeah, he's not a well-known guy at all. Right.
0: Right. So they were just giving him a shot, I guess, for the earlier workouts, I guess. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, I just, you know, I never buy into the whole quarterback controversy crap because at this point, the only quarterback that was a controversy is now under center in Jacksonville. So working with Leonard Fournette. So I think at this point now, Carson, this is his year and this is his time to, kind of trace back where he was when he first started as a rookie and get that fire burning because, you know, apparently he's saying he's still feeling, he's still working on his back and still getting his knee back into, you know, complete. And I have a feeling it's him too. I think maybe he's a perfectionist, so he's probably not coming totally forward and saying he feels perfect and all that stuff. He's probably just saying, look, I'm, I'm not going to say anything at this point until I'm absolutely 100% on both ends. So, which I respect because at this point everybody... <laughs> probably is worried that Carson's gonna fall apart if he gets hit again.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a tough position, man. You, all eyes on you, you know, you gotta it's that injury's not hard and it's not easy. He back knee. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and people are just too hard on him. So I mean
0: Yeah, it's he, a position that you're gonna get hurt at. I'm sorry. It's just gonna happen.
1: Well you know if he comes in and lights it up, you know, all'll be forgiven. People have short memories, so
0: Yeah, and that's why I said, and I told you, and I hope you join me, but anybody who gets off the wind's wagon is not allowed back on. So F all y'all. Don't even try it. (laughs) Because, yes, it was hard at times, and there were times I was mad at Carson too for trying to play through when he was obviously not himself. But he honestly still made a lot of good stats for someone who was hurt and was still in the top seven for quarterbacks last season. So people forget that quickly, that even if he was not doing Characteristically what he's known for Physically, he was yeah. still Breaking, he was still making big stats You know, because he always plays big Even if his
1: body doesn't keep up with him Yeah, he had a 102 passer rating last year Yeah Which, so, which, was, which was better than the year before Which is and funny people,
0: Because <laughs> he he Led us to the Super Bowl and he didn't even have as many stats As he did, the, wow, yeah. I didn't even realize That,
1: yeah People don't realize that. it, was one. it was only like a point off It was like 102 to 101 yeah, but, but still. It, it, it's just a matter of, you know, people just like, oh, he played so bad. You look at his numbers. He didn't play that bad. He only threw no. seven interceptions this year, same yeah. amount he threw in the, uh, the year before that, and this when he went down in the Rams game, right? He threw seven that year too. So, <laughs> I yeah, mean, defense losses those games. I mean, yeah. man, it just wasn't it wasn't Carson's fault.
0: No, and you have to realize too, as bad as his knee turned out to be, he was still walking off like nothing, like just a slight limp that day. So honestly, he could have had to be carried off. Like it could have been really bad. And he still strutted off there, even though he was pissed. You know, he was still walking around on that, you know, when they had him on the crutches or whatever that same day. So it obviously was, it's just in his nature to fight back. He is a hunter. So I think part of him always never has a real, um, he doesn't know how to fold. You know what I mean? He's not one of those guys that can just like quit. He just keeps going. So, which can be a detriment to him and I think that's where all the, you know, the veteran guys have the opinions that he can't throw himself into the line of danger anymore if he wants to stay on his feet. You know, yeah. he he can't run all the time even though, honestly, you know, they got the reels out homeboy has done mad scrambles that are crazy and still made a decent completion I mean I still can't get over London because that time when he got tackled and he threw it all the way across his body
1: and yeah. uh,
0: I think it went to Alshon or Smallwood one of them and it was a crazy throw and he made it and he was on the ground at that point and the ball yeah. went right diagonally crazy crazy he can. That was another stupid. I don't even want to go there either because that used to piss me off. The people going to those, you know, on sports radio because they sit there and say he can't throw a deep ball. What are you talking about? That's all he <laughs> did. His His um, the Super Bowl year to Alshon, Alshon uh, Jeffrey and uh, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, come on, please. The famous, the famous one obviously was the one he threw to Matt Collins in this Redskins game, and I. This is for the Redskins right? The game of the year. Yes. So, I'm hoping we can have it play the Reds in the beginning of the season. It just ends up being a bloodbath. So, I'm praying that uh, the first <laughs> bomb he throws at Deshaun <laughs>
1: for old time's sake. Well, hey, just he got the guys that like to go and get the ball. So, yes. I mean, just, just do it. Just chuck it downfield. That's all.
0: That's all he needs to do. First ball. First game. That's what you should do. Because, honestly, that's what happened when uh, they played when Deshaun was on the Bucks last year. You see how the game turned you know, that was the first thing they did. They had no respect. Fitzpatrick just said, go up and get it to Sean. He did. And that's when the whole controversy of whether or not Malcolm was in the right position. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. how that game, and that's exactly how Shady Shirt is. But, and then what um, other positions stood out for you from the draft?
1: Um, well, uh, I think um, Whiteside and Sanders are going to make a contribution. I mean, is there gonna be, they're going to be backups, of course, but I think they're right. going to help the offense. I mean, I, Sam would be a good thing to spell, to spell out Howard. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that puts our, some of our running backs as a odd man out, like Smallwood.
0: Yeah, it looks like Smallwood might be either traded soon or because I know they're not going to get rid of Corey because Corey's still fighting back from his knee injury um although from my social media you would think the brother never got hurt because he's walking around like it's nothing so i think he'll be fine but um yeah it's definitely and i you know as soon as you said howard i was thinking howard and i was like oh that's right we got the chicago running back. <laughs> so yeah and it's looking like it's funny how even with the draft especially the jj kid who i who i've decided to name hank basket jr because he reminds me a little bit of hank basket looks <laughs> He's gonna be yeah. he's gonna be HB 2.0. I you know they gonna throw a fade route with him and it's just gonna be reminiscent of the Hank Basket. So I hope sometime this year Hank Basket brings this stuff back. For games.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a jumball guy though. Yeah,
0: you know? totally. That's why I say like that's the only play everyone knows Hank Basket for was the fade. come yeah. <laughs> so yeah. up and he'll go for it. But yeah. you need a tall receiver because obviously you can't just rely on just Alshon. Um, because Alshon is reliable but I think at this point he could use some help from time to time too Um, and we also don't know even though it's been said that Nelly will stay but they must better for him midseason because he does deserve his money but at the same time he hasn't been able to keep productive and not even just his fault I think it's just been the way the scheme fell out last season that he didn't get the ball as much until that big Texans game with uh, Nick Foles and them. So I feel like Nelly kind of, you know, is not because of his talent. I think that he's just kind of getting lost in the roster because of all the moving parts, Um, you know, especially when Golden was here. And I felt bad for that whole situation because that was just just stupid. (laughs) The whole situation with Golden Tate just seemed like it wasn't helping uh, Nelly's uh, case for staying on the team, you know?
1: Yeah, but they're going to have a hard time moving them just because of how Much he's going to make this year, yeah. And that's yeah, gonna be, that's going to be the issue. Right. You're not going to be able to move a guy who's making what, nine million, nine million yeah, like, dollars, putting up nine, nine 10. million. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you know, you, these guys aren't playing for no contract, so he's not going to ask for the hometown discount necessarily because if he knows he has worth on another team, um. Yeah. And Nelly's not bad. So it's like, I think he could find a, a, but you're right. I get the salary thing, but it's not like he's not a good wide receiver. I mean, he made a total 180 from his first two years where he was not productive at all. Um, and at times a lot of things. So yeah, I do agree. Whiteside definitely, definitely a force. Um, what else? Who else was a good grab? Uh, they think um, that they, had a safety too that just recently right Countess he's like an older like a veteran right the Blake we Countess signed,
1: 2016 we signed him we drafted him actually okay yeah so I mean he's he was I think he's with, was he with the Rams I think for a little bit so I
0: feel like yeah I think he was with the Rams that's why I knew when I heard his name yeah Countess
1: um, man, they want to see what he can do he can return punts he can they want to see what he can do
0: he's yeah This is a lot of these guys are picking, obviously, to to finalize if they want to keep Darren or if he's going to retire. Um, You know, everything will probably thin out by obviously preseason Um, training camp. They're going to have a lot of guys competing. That's for sure. So this training camp, I wish this was the year that the Eagles got the hard knocks look, because I feel like this is the year that everybody would probably want to see if they can do it again because they got because on paper, obviously, Eagles are stacked right now like they've got. How he's been working, <laughs> getting new blood in here, even if it's some of its old blood. But along with the uh, rookies, they got some guys in here who can probably school them again. Who was the Who was the other? There was there another safety, or I feel like they grabbed
1: somebody else too. Um, I feel like yeah, but it, it's uh, he he was picked <laughs> up. I want to say earlier in the week. Okay. Um,
0: was it def- defensive got- person?
1: Yeah, he was a safety. Okay,
0: oh, safety. Uh, okay.
1: I'm blanking too on, on this. A good one. Goodwin. Goodwin. And, I can't say his name. They claimed all the waivers from the 49ers. So, I mean. Yes, I yes. Okay,
0: Goodwin. Yes. Okay, yes, yes. I knew it was from somebody else too, but I was blanking. Okay, yes. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's good because they haven't... I mean, obviously, besides Malcolm playing every, every daggone part last year for, for the lack of uh, continuity they had on the DBs, they're going to need yeah. some help because he's getting older. And even though Malcolm probably, like he says, is in the best shape of his life, he is going to need that help after a while because hopefully him and as well as the other guys, Rasul and all of them coming back and Rodney, they can fill what was missing in the... Uh, down in the field by the end zone because that was obviously the issue a lot for the first what whole half of the last season. You know they couldn't defend in the end zone. They couldn't keep keep the guys out the end zone. They were just scoring around them like ballet dancers. <laughs> kind of embarrassing. <laughs> you know n- nothing more painful than watching Sydney have to chase. You know in the Dallas game still annoys me to this day. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I felt bad for him because he's, he he's going on a. He's doing it on a busted wheel, too. He's, like, could barely walk, and he's chasing yeah. these guys.
0: Chasing the guys, and he could barely keep his feet, you know. Like, it's just sad. But anyway, so, yeah. So, th- it looks like it's going to definitely be an interesting uh, beginning of the off season into uh, training camp because, like I said, they have a lot of guys on paper that could probably end up being good guys to serve, you know, with the injuries that could possibly come up mid-season to like October, November, where everything, everything starts kind of getting kind of dicey in terms of personnel. It might actually be good to have this many names kind of out there right now for the Eagles to play with, because some of these guys may end up being factors later in the season. Um, The whole goal, obviously this year is to keep Carson protected, you know, his blind side to be protected on because sometimes it just doesn't have and he needs to make sure that Jason is is 100%. And if not, somebody up in there. Um, they said something on the radio how they think, think Vitai might end up getting traded too later on the line. What do you think about
1: that? Um. Well, if, if he's not serving, he's not going to be useful anymore, i say, hey, get something right. for him. Yeah. Right.
0: I, 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 I didn't know where that was going with that thought either. <laughs> I was kind of like, who would want Vitai? But okay. <laughs> we, can get a low, we can get a low
1: pick for him probably.
0: Yeah, something. I mean, if, that, if that's the goal, then yeah, because I couldn't see any other team thinking he was something to grab for. But like I said, needs. I mean, later on in the year, everyone may need somebody.
1: Yeah, you never know.
0: So. You just never know. But um, so, all right. So now we can uh, move off of the football and saunter into the most exciting postseason yet for the Sixers, since they are now up two games to one I was about to say three games to one I'm sitting here going ahead of myself but two games to one against the Toronto Raptors with Kawhi Leonard and his expressionless face um and his huge hands (laughs) the brother is never changes his expression even when he's stressed he still looks the same um I think the first time last night I I mean actually I first time toward the end of that game I kind of saw a little defeat in him Uh, his body language got a little sulky uh, towards the end when he realized like god dang it he goes my team just fell asleep on me yeah
1: yeah, that whole old crap look on his face
0: oh my god he just looked perplexed (laughs) he was sitting there like that that gif that goes around you know with Zach Galifianakis with all the, the calculations kind of thinking like what the hell do I have to do next I don't know what to do what do I do um and we have to discuss now this bullshit post uh fine that just came on ben simmons for something that wasn't his fault in my opinion which wasn't a foul um kyle <sighs> kyle kyle lowry's balls was on his head um i think he has a right to put his arm over his head to protect himself from balls <laughs> i don't
1: <mean, yeah. laughs> think that's a that's a valid uh you know what i'm saying speech. i mean come
0: on eddie if you have one of your boys sitting on you even if it's just you fell and now next thing you know why are your balls in my face dude get out of my face
1: yeah. I'm pushing the elbow too, like move <laughs>
0: Right, move So I mean, I saw the picture on my Twitter And I had to retweet it, and I said "He's Ben's looking at him like, get up bitch Like, what are you looking at
1: me <laughs> for
0: And next thing you know Bam, Ben has a flagrant one On him now, and then a $20,000 Fine, and I'm thinking Who's paying for it, because I know Ben's looking at someone like I don't need to pay for this <laughs> Like, so not me right. oh, Crap I mean, that that
1: that, that was a I didn't think they were going to call it. I didn't see it because um, I was listening to the game. Right. I was at work. I was listening yeah. from work. Right. And uh, I see it later when I'm finally get in front of a TV and I'm like, wow. Like, that's <laughs> <on."> it was <laughs> awkward, though. I
0: didn't feel like it was like, ooh. I felt like because Kyle's becoming the flopper, I thought he was just being dramatic.
1: Yeah, and it's not like he threw his elbow up on purpose. He kind of like... No! Yeah, he was kind of like move in and then he accidentally elbowed him in the balls. I mean, but yeah, I mean, but I had a feeling once they said it was a flagrant one, I was like, he's gonna get a film, He's gonna get a fine for that just because.
0: Okay, so then we can flip the coin. So why didn't Siakam get a foul for his leg out tripping Embiid? Even if Embiid was just being goofy, oh, he tripped the him. One. That was a flagrant one. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but did they did they actually announce it? Because I don't know if I missed something. He didn't get yeah, fine.
1: They called it, they called it on the court, yeah.
0: Okay. All
1: yeah, right. they Thank called you. it on the court and I didn't see a fine come out yet, but yeah. it probably will. It probably will.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they now kinda, they're trying to think.
1: They kind of have to, just to uh,
0: to be even. I mean, come on. If you're gonna call that on Ben, you gotta call that on him. Cause even if he was pissed or he was trying to balance himself, your leg ain't gotta be out like that, dude. Like it, it was not
1: leg out. like I'm like I'm tripping a kid in the hallway on like, you know, <laughs> yeah,
0: that or even he looked like he was going to pee like a dog. Like it was just hanging out there like, hey, you know, it was just it was just dumb. And, you know, obviously at that point, if he was getting pissed, that means the Sixers were getting to them, which means their defense is working for once and they're being consistent yeah. with it.
1: Yeah, or I get them frustrated.
0: Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, it's been a while since the Sixers get anyone frustrated. Uh, at least consistently should I say because even Tobias was turning up early I missed the first half because I was en route but I heard that Tobias was already starting on a good foot because he's normally the timid one and every now and then will come out and shoot his threes but he hasn't been consistent since he started and I think it's because like most people are saying they're all trying to figure out where their roles are on the court every day so it's like they may feel confident but then when they get on the floor they may not really realize they don't know each other's spacing yet, but it felt like by that game that besides them, Jimmy was feeling it. Jimmy was all about Dunkin'. You know, call him Dunkin' Donuts now, cause all he's doing is Dunkin'. <laughs> Jimmy got Jimmy got lift all of a sudden. He's taking Ben's Dunkin' title. Ben's gonna have to do a three or something on Sunday just to just distract from the fact that his Dunkin' titles get. <laughs>
1: Hey, I'm still waiting for that one. I'm waiting. I want to see it.
0: God, it would be really nice (laughs) if he did it here. Like just just to try it, you know, just even if he just punks out and tries to do it like just before halftime, like just go for it. Just go for it, Ben. If you're already up like 18 again, you all should just go. I think I'm going to try it. (laughs) I
1: think this is the time. Yeah, just throw up one. Let's see what happens.
0: Yeah, because everyone sees a video of him practicing every day on it, and he does it from the side. He does it for the middle of the court, so he can do a three. He just, in his mind, for some reason, he doesn't think that's his role. And I just think that's bullshit because there are times that a play will die because Ben decides to wait for somebody. And I think that he could just decide, I'm going to just flick it up, just... I mean he's getting comfortable with that so when is he gonna be like fuck it put it up there oh but I do okay and the whole thing with Ben too is a whole focus this year obviously because of that of his point guard game I personally am still understanding these whole roles of shooting guard versus but is it really is it really an issue or is it just more the fans feel like there's this definition of what a point guard should be and he is not that, so therefore he's not a point guard.
1: What do you feel about that? Well, I think people are getting too concerned the fact that he's not, because he can score. The problem, thing is he can score. Right. And it's no good for everything. oh, it's not good enough. They want to <laughs> jump shot. You know, I, I, look, he can score. I don't care. I don't care if he takes another shot in his life, but if he can always get to the hoop and score, Right And and make plays What does it matter oh. it had to be, he, he, he averages more points if Somebody doesn't take a jump shot He averages a decent amount of points you
0: know? Yeah triple double left and right And just because lately he hasn't been doing it It's probably because he's not going to overstep When he sees other guys Feeling it Like you know Embiid just pulled a freaking windmill out of his ass Out of nowhere dunk So you know he was feeling good and yeah. Jimmy, like I said, was all up and down the court hitting his threes. Normally, Jimmy's kind of shaking on his threes, but he was hitting his threes. Tobias saw nothing but net. Mike Scott got one in there. So, you know if your guys are firing c- cylinder, not Ben's game in his head, he's not going to just suddenly join in and start shooting the ball. So, yeah. I don't, I appreciate him for being consistent, and he's young, so he's kind hmm. of naturally defiant you know when it comes to people criticizing him I think he's just his, his just knee-jerk reaction to protect himself and be like it's not a big deal <laughs> like you yeah. know shoot don't I don't I still man no matter what I do so but it just becomes obvious in certain games toward the end of the regulars that that was the reason why some games were lost because there were times they were starting to lose steam and then off or only just dunk only when there were times you just want to be like shoot it ben just <laughs> so i for one am tired of hearing it on you because you know guys to these days some of the these people calling on the radio about how they can stand that ben's on the team because he's not worth it he's not truly a porn car blah, blah. i'm like you're just mad because he's light-skinned and he's cute and he was dating a Jenner. like like it has nothing everyone just hates the fact that he's getting he's getting more attractive he's getting confident and Swear down He's gonna leave us And go to LA I was over that Because He has every right To do whatever he wants When his rookie contract is up Like At this point yeah. I don't think it's, nothing, it's anything about Philly I just think If anybody who goes to LA It's because it's LA Period It has nothing to do with Not necessarily just LeBron Or Magic It's just It's LA You know what I mean And it's just easier And it's probably less pressure And for the people who can't Deal with the, You know Philly fans Not the place for you it's still improving as he goes along that means it's not getting to him so I wouldn't even want to hear the whole LA crap tear here he's here. things change in the span of two three years so if the Sixers get their championship you know if he feels like his hunger is going somewhere else then so be it but if he comes here and gets a ring after that I really let yep. him be a kid grow up and just learn so if he wants to train with Magic on the off-season, God bless you. You know what I mean? If it makes you feel less free, you know, um, if it lets, you inspired if, if to be better, there's no problem. That alone is shouldn't be an issue. But I just have with people taking it such offense like he's just here to like waste his time and then go to L.A. because he doesn't care. Like it's just that whole narrative is just weak at this point.
1: Yeah, but that's not true. Yeah, you know, I don't think that's true. No, that's
0: true. I think people just read into it because of the whole, you know, it's for me to. He was dating. He doesn't talk about it as he shouldn't. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, it's his business.
0: A few pictures, of a few models, people assume, oh, he's getting Hollywood, oh, this, that, and the other. And it was fun leaving it kind of better at myself. It was hilarious as far as like paparazzi and Philly and stuff like that. But then it became like. Give know, a win? Easier, so. But nevertheless, I say the sports world has more. That's what's making us do with birds of a feather uh, coming news. New, every seems like like these. They were they are formally retired. and Chase is next, um, and they retired. Then they retired Ryan last year. I think they had a ceremony for Ryan Howard last year. So, yeah. anything, Philly's kind of got that popping, you know, the whole we can be champions type thing. Um, it slowly kind of killed a little bit of the Negadelphia, And then when the Eagles won, forget it. Now everybody wants championships left and right. Easier said than done, especially because Howie, you know, Howie having to kind of live off of one year deals with this whole salary cap crap. And uh, with all that CBA crap is le- looming around the corner, you don't know how this team is going to look for a couple years. But I think what's refreshing about all these teams, and they're obviously under construction, so I don't know where to go with the fly.
1: <laughs> um,
0: yeah. every the only topic when the first came out was just the Kate Smith controversy. With as nothing, um, I think at this point what's refreshing about all these three teams is that you know that they're all works in progress they can Jimmy has a picture today where they just rotated him during his press conference where he has the Phillies championship ring next to the Eagles championship ring. so now you know what's so the Sixers to be next and I think everybody would love that because it was loud they got reps of the Phillies championship ring me personally oh, yeah, I would I was- love that if I didn't have to pay for it <laughs> I wouldn't want to pay for it because I know when I used to work at the link, some people still had to pay for their replica. It's a waste because I would only want it around the necklace. I wouldn't want to wear no big ass ring like that. Um, But it's a a case and keep it for prosperity. But in your eyes, do you feel like? It's only a matter of time before maybe even the Flyers uh, follow suit and get themselves together. I mean, it's it's just a good thing to know that you have championship-bound teams now, as opposed to never feeling like they were going to get it from the office down.
1: I mean, I, I, I see that they are. Every team is going in that direction, and that's that's a good thing because oh, you know, for I've been a Philly fan all my life, and the years has been tough. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all the team, not all the teams are doing well at the same time. Or we'll have maybe one team will do well, but the other te- other rest of the teams will suck for mm-hmm, a while. Mm-hmm. But now we're to a point where they're all doing pretty good, and they're starting to they're starting to turn a corner. Right, like the Flyers got some work to do. Of course, I mean, he has got a new coach, which which I think is a good thing. Right, and his coach is hungry. He wants to win. Right, he's been to the finals a bunch of times and just never got the cup. Right, so he's taking to the brink. Yeah. Can't get over that hump. So he has that 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 winning mentality. So I think he can get these young guys to do this, to get to that point. Yeah. You know, and and the Sixers are been have been improving every year and look at them where they are now. Yeah. Hopefully we can just keep putting the envelope.
0: Exactly. Keep <laughs> the Thank cylinders you. going. Cause no. I think Brett Brown has been more than patient um going through this
1: process. Yeah. And people are just... uh, It's so hard on Brett Brown, though.
0: They are. No, I agree. Because, I mean, there were times I was mad at him, too. But it was only because it was obvious that sometimes that substitution crap wasn't working. And it was slowing down the game and messing them up. That's where I I didn't like what he did. But other than that, it's on the players. They got to make crap work. They got to turn garbage into gold. Like,
1: what's his name said? He's been... He was doing a great job of coaching these guys through these series, though. Oh yeah. Yeah. They 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 didn't have a no one gave them a fighting chance against Toronto.
0: Heck no, I I I said one and at least one and just be happy. I ain't nowhere see this two and one stuff. And God knows if they win again on Sunday, this town is
1: going to blow up like we won the finals already. (laughs) Toronto looks defeated. They look so defeated. They do. They don't. They don't know what to do at this point.
0: Well, see, I think that is doubtful. Which shocked? Me. Yeah, he, he's going to play. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just a screen because Embiid had been doubtful and then he was playing. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if he played tomorrow. But will it matter?
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean they're playing. They're actually playing defense for a change. Yep. I mean, they're, I just love it. They garden the perimeter and then everybody crashes towards the hoop when it goes in. So that's good. And you know, honestly, it's, it's, that was
0: what they were missing all season, which I don't know why that took forever for them to figure that out, but it may be because once they they brought Tobias and company in and Jimmy, they probably all felt like, okay, we can just pause and they'll figure it out for us. Well, it didn't happen. And that's why you have to learn communication. And I think the difference now is since middle of the regular post, like the regular last two, 10 or so games, I think they realized they weren't communicating very well. And I think Bennett even said it in a couple... Uh, interviews that the communication was bad and, and all this stuff and I'm like well y'all need to fix that <laughs> because y'all need to win something out of this then you got all the work you need to make it go now but you know my boy Mike Scott obviously to me was the most besides him and Jimmy being the most consistent as far as on the court and off the court have have been to me the bright spots um, of, the new, of the new guys on the team because they were always consistent mentally saying like we gotta do better you know, Mike was, yeah. you know, I ain't no bitch. You know, that whole thing. Like, <laughs> Mike became like the gully leader of the team that kind of made the other guys realize, like, all right, stop sulking, get the cobwebs out your brain. We got to figure this out. So yeah. it's good. It became easier to watch
1: the, the games now. And you got to give up for the bench, too. I'm surprised. Yes. I'm the too. output. I mean, it's a pleasant surprise because, I mean, uh, the bench was before the playoffs. Yeah, they were what? After, what eight points a game? Terrible eight points a game.
0: Yeah, not 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 they, yeah, a yeah. challenge.
1: Yeah, you got Monroe put up ten points yesterday the day before, and they were daddy put up another twelve. And, and, yeah, just,
0: <laughs> I know one of the stats they showed something about the Sixers bench like scored double than
1: Atlanta, Toronto's yes. bench, which was crazy. Six, six, seven, seven, seven. Is a 60 to 30 points uh between the two. It's
0: ridiculous. Like who would have ever thought, I mean, even when they got the players on the bench, you thought that this was going to cure the bench blues, but then they were suffering in the last part of the regular season. So you thought, okay, so now when we get players, they still can't play, you know? And then Greg Monroe looked like he had just woken up for a very long nap and just couldn't figure out what he could do. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? Like he was very Rumpelstiltskin for a while. Or what is that? Is that, who's the guy that sleeps on the tree? Is that, that's not Rumpelstiltskin. That's, you know, what my reference. I'm just I'm forgetting the fairy tale. Never mind. But you know, he was just basically doing the Covington kind of like weak ass layup that didn't go in, and it was like, come on, really? <laughs> you know, you know what are you doing? And and Bobby too. He, he's right there and still would not have any control of the ball sometimes. But then he would pop a three out of nowhere. So it's like, what is this seesaw bench play we got going on? You know. Make a decision and stick with it. Stay consistent.
1: Yeah. Well, Bo, Boba suffers from. However, the speed of the game is going. If it's too fast for him, you can't leave him in there. True. If the game's too fast for him, you gotta take him out. All right. I, I like him because he's a big guy. He's a big target. He can get in the way, but. They start playing quick, Bowman's gonna be left behind. So. Yeah,
0: he's sitting there huffing and puffing, and they're already on the other side of the court. But, and I swear, I tell you, if somebody gets him, like where he's actually trying to keep up and they get a backhand by accident, they're gonna go in a coma. I'm so nervous. Like, okay. at one point he's gonna elbow someone and take him out and brain damage them.
1: Hand like a clippers' a for Christ's sake. I mean, Jesus,
0: him and him, and I would love to see him and Kawhi's hands next to each other, see if they actually match. Because I feel like both of them could probably have an ET moment with their their hands and their fingers. Like, it's just crazy, you know. Kawhi and Bobby phone home. Um, but. It's exciting, though. It's definitely refreshing to see this team play in a cohesive nature and actually have a little swag because Lord knows this team needed it. I think they had, they obviously lacked confidence because they didn't know what they had when they had it. And uh, you thought it was probably going to knock them out of the playoffs at one point because it did seem like for a while like they were slipping and it was like, why are they coming close to within the Celtics? Like, that's not how it's supposed to have ended. So if they do end up with the Celtics, do you think they have a shot in the next round?
1: It's gonna. I mean, it's gonna be tough. I mean, I would love for them to to take it to the Celtics just because of how how the Celtics always give them problems. Right. But you know, it's it's gonna be it. And that's gonna be a true test right there. That's because we know. I mean, Go even ahead. if it's the Bucks, it's gonna be tough. Even if it's the Bucks, is gonna be tough. But you know, Celtics are. <laughs> The team is so, the team has a lot of that, a lot of talent
0: that's the difference between, between them talent. and the bucks because because giannis is a force by himself but he needs help and he's been lucky that his this latest series that he's in his team decided to start to participate with george hill on the damn team um actually coming through or is that was that portland is george hill on the bucks I'm blanking um, because I know it was somebody who was like, I think it is George Hope because everybody was saying like, how did they come back and beat them on the last game? Um, because they had no shot.
1: <laughs> and I just, yeah, and I don't like the matchup of Embiid and Horford. I, I was just like about to that.
0: get to that because that obviously was Embiid's weakness. Like, he finally learned to get over um, to get past, uh, what's his name, just now with the uh, Toronto Raptors because I thought that was going to be an issue with him. But his, his weaknesses, obviously, was the Valchunas guy, and then he, and then this dude. he Alpha Horford seemed to embarrass him a lot at home. Um, and every foul that even Embiid did, any kind of type of defense, was always called on him when it came to him and Alpha Horford. So, Yeah, this is something that if they do face the Celtics, I think it's only God's way of saying they got to get past it. (laughs) Like, I feel like if they do end up paying it, to me, it's God's way of saying you can't get to the finals till you get past this because this is your Achilles heel. And I think it would just be our luck that we would play the Celtics, but I really hope for the Bucs because, like you said, they only got maybe one or two players compared to Celtics got like four or five. So, yeah.
1: And, uh, it's a it is a better matchup. Better match-up. Yes, it is. Bro. Yes,
0: and Giannis obviously got annoyed by Embiid with that game they played in the regular season. So that means that Embiid can get to him and cause, you know, he's going to get his shots up when he does. But it's not—it's not like Kawhi getting shots up and then you still defend them. You know, Giannis is still a young kid and he's got to figure his way through it. But he also needs tons of help and uh, I don't care how big Gianna's shoulders are he, he, needs, he needs a squad because he's, he's very talented but he doesn't have a squad yet um, but anyway so yeah that, that pretty much wraps up this edition but I, I appreciate you coming on just because it's always refreshing to talk about the upcoming things that could be developing with the Eagles even though we have some obviously old faces coming back with uh, awesome I forgot to mention Vinny coming back too Vinny Curry coming back along with Deshaun yeah, so I don't know if Vinny was that much of a force per se, and that's why we traded him after the Super Bowl year, but I think it's always good to have familiar roles back because you'll never have to really worry about these guys not knowing where they belong, and it may um, keep the chemistry with the Eagles. And the Phillies, with them having Bryce Harper, I just think that their only issue is just, you know, with Ryan Howard when he's used to go in his funks because he's a big hitter. You know Bryce is going to have his fog moments and I think that's just the patience that Phillies fans have to have. They play 10 more, I mean they play double the amount of games that the Sixers play and uh, obviously 10 times more than the, you know, triple times more than the Eagles play. So, people need to have patience.
1: Yeah, There's 130 right, games. Exactly,
0: so if you really think that this <laughs> little <laughs> funk that they go through or they lose a game here and there, it's really not going to freaking matter because they're still number one in the East. So, Yeah, the main goal to me with all these teams is that if they can maintain winning their divisions, they're halfway there. Um, And it shouldn't be a struggle because if you really think about it, all the teams kind of have weak divisions in the East if they if they're playing consistently well. Um, So their only enemy is always usually themselves. I mean, honestly, Eagles had that issue mentally with their teams, you know, always defeating themselves, never really the team. It's them. And like you just saying with the Flyers, like if they, if they get past that old mentality, which I think is why the whole Kate Smith thing became an issue, because they were trying to make that statement that it's time to mentally get out of 1970-something, you know? It's time for the Flyers to turn into a new page, you know? Um, I think they tried with Gritty to kind of introduce something to distract everybody while they were trying to figure out their front office, and it worked. But now they just need the team, you know? I mean, they got these new slick jerseys. Okay, and so to wrap this all in a tight little bow, what is your, if you had like one little goal or one wish for each of the four teams, what would yours be in order to sum up this latest edition of Birds of a Feather?
1: Oh, so the wish for my four, for our four teams, so. Yeah, each team, like what would you want for the future for them? So for the Flyers, I'll start with the Flyers. I'll go for my, so I would love for them to, want to see how to get better defensemen because that I think that'll help out. They got a good young goalie, mm-hmm. and I mean we need scoring too. But the scoring will come if we have better defensemen too. So okay. that's, what, that's what I want to see from them. Mm, Seeing so a theme already. Go ahead. <laughs> so, Phillies, uh, bullpen. A mm-hmm. bullpen is a bull, bullpen is is starting to hurt us. I mean they're giving up they're giving up runs late yep and that's not and we don't and we don't have a legitimate closer yet so i would love to mm-hmm. see a legitimate closer that's the big one good um sixers hey <laughs> keep, doing, keep doing keep doing what they're doing if they can <laughs> hey if if it, if it ends if it ends after this after this round is over and we we make you know, and we, we don't get out of there but right. i mean I, I would like to see I like to see them improve on the team some more, right. get a better bent. Oh, I mean maybe we can lock down Tobias and Jimmy. One or the, mm-hmm. one of the other, or both. You know, the other or both.
0: Yeah, yeah. dream is both.
1: Yeah, that's the dream. Mm-hmm. And and the Eagles this hopefully the hopefully this year when it starts off that they don't it doesn't take them a while to actually start gelling with this team. Uh, and I think you won't. Hopefully they can come in and Carson gets his old form back and you know, we can make a run to the Super Bowl again.
0: There you go. I, I, I dig it. And I am I feel like mine are similar for you as well. I, I start with the Eagles always just because it's always fresh on my mind. But the Eagles, I definitely just want to see more. I feel like it's a theme for all the teams, really, consistent consistency. I want to feel like every team member – is on the same page constantly because I think if the one thing that obviously was uh, a factor in the 2017 team was that they were all on the same page all the time and hence the reason why the wins were coming so fast and furious in fact it would actually be very impressive being their first six games if they were like undefeated I mean that would be a pipe dream because they haven't been undefeated in a long time but I would like them to be like I don't know 4-0 for once like you know make up for the first four or five games that were such a crap crapshoot last year i'd like them to start off with the opposite feel i'd like them to go in there and just be like it feels like it's effortless again it feels fun you know i want that kind of uh results to come out of the first uh few games just to keep it interesting um and also the phillies i'm with you with the bullpen because just like it the tie into the sixers with their bench um if you can't kind of keep and solidify your leads then that's going to be a major issue in the latter part of the season so I think with the Phillies it definitely is imperative that they dictate a closer and then you kind of almost want to ask the front office to evaluate your talent scouts I mean because it seems like every guy all of a sudden starts leaking oil at the weirdest times and I'm wondering you know I'm not a fan of Arietta myself I kind of feel like he was overpaid but I do feel like they should definitely value their pitching more for the for the rest of the season as well as the future, so that they don't have too many guys that they have to end up, you know, running into the ground before they find somebody else. So um, the talent is definitely an issue. They have to keep the talent pure in order to get the rest of the season. I'm glad we got Bryce, but I also feel like he's going to have his up and down moments. And the booing that came from that game last week were well-deserved I personally probably wouldn't boo but I don't have a problem with it because I think if anything you're communicating to him that it's not good enough and that's why he came here because we tell people that maybe he didn't get the same feeling in Washington because you know fans probably didn't care as much so it's good to know that your fans care about you and makes you work harder and that's that's the only reason any player should come to Phillies because they want that motivation and that should be a good thing. Um, the Flyers, I'm not really knowledgeable about. All I know is, um, as I'm learning is that they definitely need guys that can hold up as far as like youth. They need some young guys to keep their legs. Um, they definitely need to get better at power plays from what I've watched. And, um, you know, the whole thing with Kate Smith will blow over. I just think a lot of people who pretty much lived and breathed and died everything since the vet, they can't let go of those memories. And so it colors any kind of new, upstart things that the flyers organization is trying to do and i think that was the first step in the right direction even though some people still take it as a slap in the face um they'll get over it once the flyers start winning and and the flyers actually get through a first round and second round as impressive as the stadium series was this year which was a very good look for the link as well as the flyers um it'll be a very good future for them so they just need to work on just getting to uh, a point where they're all on the same page as far as their front office as and their talent. You know, it's almost kind of the same as the Phillies. Like the town scouts to me are important because they frame the rest of the team's history. And, you know, for some reason in Philly, we just never seem to know how to throw the money the right way at the right players. So we need to get our business situations tighter um, when it comes to these teams. But all in all, I'm like you, the future is bright. I don't feel Negadelphian anymore. That's for sure um and i just hope that if anything we'll have all have reasons to go to every 4 for 14 game at least once or twice a year and cheer them on so but all that said i appreciate you ed as usual coming onto the show definitely the co-ed edition is definitely a good addition to birds of feather and you know male and female fans alike we all like to discuss our opinions but sometimes you just don't get that opportunity so doing a podcast kind of just lets you just pop off at the mouth and say everything you want to say and i appreciate you for making another appearance definitely yes (laughs) definitely we'll do it again so uh you definitely are down for when we can do like sixers i'm just gonna put out there we're gonna put it for the finals (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna do a nba finals podcast you down i'm down all right cool thanks for joining again and thank you all for listening out there in podcast world and i'll be back with another edition of birds of a feather after game four tomorrow hopefully a victory take care guys thanks bye